That's what it means to believe in him. That you cease to believe in yourself. You cease to believe in men. You cease to believe in the development of the world. You say, I believe in nothing and in no one except the word that was made flesh and that died for me on the cross on Calvary's hill that rose again, that is seated at the right hand of God, ever living to make intercession for me. That's it. You renounce yourself and all your goodness, your righteousness and everything else. And you trust only, utterly, absolutely to the fact that the Son of God loved you and has given himself for you. Today is March 1st. On this day in history, March 1st, 1981, the great expository preacher, known simply as the Doctor, entered the glories of heaven. His name was Martin Lloyd-Jones. This Welshman was a powerful voice in British evangelicalism of the 20th century. His legacy endures into our own day as an encouragement to reformed expository preachers around the world. Lloyd-Jones was born in Cardiff, Wales in 1899. His father owned a grocery store to support Martin, his two brothers, and his mother. As a child, he sensed God's hand of providence upon his life, especially after the family home was burnt to the ground. Martin escaped the flames with his family, but such an event left an indelible impression upon his life. The area that Martin Lloyd-Jones grew up in was known for the Welsh revivals, led by the famous preacher Daniel Rowland. As a lover of history, Lloyd-Jones was very well acquainted with these revivals, aware of both the good and bad influences upon the churches in his area. In 1921, Lloyd-Jones became an assistant to the royal physician, Sir Thomas Horder, and received a medical degree at London University. It was during this time that he also became a member of the Royal College of Physicians. But Lloyd-Jones was unsettled about a career as a medical doctor, though his network with the royal physician would have secured him much notoriety, status, and wealth. Vexed in his soul regarding the potential of the Lord calling him into the ministry, Lloyd-Jones continued his studies and work as a physician during a two-year struggle trying to determine whether to leave the medical field to enter the ministry. Against the advice of many who viewed such a decision as foolish and unwarranted, Lloyd-Jones became convinced the Lord directing him to become a physician of souls. So in 1927, he returned to Wales and accepted a pastorate where he ministered for the better part of a decade. Here he learned both how to preach as well as minister to people fairly ignorant of the Word of God. It was here that others began to see his bedside manner as a spiritual physician, reflecting one who genuinely and tenderly cared for the souls under his charge. Just prior to the outbreak of World War II, Lloyd-Jones returned to London to assist the famous G. Campbell Morgan at Westminster Chapel. Shortly after arriving, Lloyd-Jones experienced his effectiveness at ministering to college-age students and became the president of InterVarsity Fellowship of Students. In 1943, G. Campbell Morgan retired, but Lloyd-Jones would remain at Westminster for nearly 30 years until his retirement in 1968. Lloyd-Jones was known for his precise and methodical expository preaching. Lloyd-Jones took his time expounding books of scripture verse by verse. On Sunday mornings, he preached more of a verse-by-verse -verse exposition of a particular text while he worked through a particular book of the Bible, focused on doctrine and on Sunday nights he gave an evangelistic message. Scores of guests came to hear Lloyd-Jones preach each Lord's Day in the busy city of London. His congregation, though large by itself, was always filled with hundreds of guests. 
He would receive people after his sermon one by one each Lord's Day, providing prayer and counseling. The line was always very long and reflected a waiting room of a doctor's office. Every person in line was eager to see the doctor in order to ask him theological questions as well as practical questions about how to live the Christian life. Lloyd-Jones met with every single one of them, demonstrating patience and compassion, a true physician of souls. Lloyd-Jones was also known for his Friday evening Bible studies, which were also expository in style. His most famous sermon series on Friday nights was a verse-by-verse -verse exposition through the Book of Romans, the sermon notes of which he edited during his retirement, which became a 14-volume commentary set. Lloyd-Jones wrote many books and was also a devoted letter writer. But one of his most famous books, entitled Preaching and Preachers, displayed not only Lloyd-Jones's love for preaching, but also his love for fellow ministers. Indeed, after his retirement, he spent the last decade of his life counseling other ministers on how to preach effectively. In his book on preaching, he defined preaching as logic on fire. By this definition, Lloyd-Jones meant that preaching must be logical in its argumentation. Trained in the medical field with skills to diagnose diseases, Lloyd-Jones became proficient at diagnosing the spiritual problems of his parishioners as well as doctrinal heresies during his sermons. His sermons lasted anywhere from 50 minutes to one hour, people sitting there silent, stunned at the amazing authority by which Lloyd-Jones preached the Word of God. He often criticized commentary-style preaching that neglected doctrinal application with practical application. Instead, he opted for the utilization of cross-references to reinforce the doctrine and application of each and every text that he preached. To him, true expository preaching was never dry and pedantic. It must come with both logic, that is the ability to argue a point and be convincing, as well as fire, that is the passion of application and conviction of truth pulsating from the pulpit. By all accounts, he achieved this masterfully every time he stood in the pulpit. On one occasion, Lloyd-Jones remarked, and I quote, I say it again to the glory of God. This pulpit is the most romantic place in the universe as far as I'm concerned, and for this reason that I never know what's going to happen when I get here. Never. My anticipations are often falsified on both sides. This is wonderful. The temptation for the preacher, you see, is to think that if he has prepared what he regards as a good sermon, it's going to be a wonderful service, and it sometimes can be a very bad one. On the other hand, the poor man may have had a very difficult week. He may have been very ill, a thousand and one things may have happened to him, and he may go into the pulpit with fear and trembling, feeling that he hasn't done his work. He's got nothing. And it may be one of the most glorious services he has ever had the privilege of conducting. Why? Because he doesn't control the power within of the Holy Spirit." End quote. A famous theologian in his own right, J.I. Packer, described what it was like to sit under the preaching of Lloyd-Jones when he said, and I quote, His preaching came with the force of electric shock, bringing to his listeners more of a sense of God than any other man. Lloyd-Jones, as any preacher of conviction, was also not afraid of controversy. On the one hand, he labored every week to deliver sermons that fed a hearty spiritual meal to his flock. On the other hand, he also labored hard because he cared about the church at large within British evangelicalism. In 1966, he stirred the waters of controversy by boldly stating that evangelicals should withdraw from denominations that denied fundamental matters of the faith. 
These remarks were made at the National Assembly of Evangelicals and produced a sharp disagreement among ministers and laypeople alike. Nevertheless, Lloyd-Jones stood by his comments as he staunchly defended the faith once for all handed down to the saints. By all accounts, though serious in the pulpit, Lloyd-Jones had a charismatic personality and humorous spirit about him. He loved his children and grandchildren and even lived with them toward the end of his life. But on February 26, 1981, Lloyd-Jones lay dying. He had preached his last sermon in June the year before, and his end was near. Weak and unable to speak, this preacher's voice finally silenced, Lloyd-Jones wrote on a small piece of paper these words, Don't pray for healing. Don't hold me back from glory. Three days later, on March 1, 1981, this doctor met the great physician. He was 81 years old. Lloyd-Jones' preaching legacy lives on today. For any preacher who wants to listen to his sermons in order to experience logic on fire, you can find them at www.mljtrust.org. There you'll find over 1,600 sermons housed for Christians to receive full spiritual meals for their hungry souls. May God raise more godly men, titans of the pulpit, and passionate preachers like Martin Lloyd-Jones to spread the glories of God's truth abroad. This has been a podcast of Today in Church History. To access more of these podcasts, you can visit my website, www.pastorandrewsmith.com. If you would like to subscribe to these podcasts, you can visit Apple iTunes, search for Today in Church History, and remember that history is spelled H-I-S hyphen S-T-O-R-Y.